to the trade i'm gina beck this is drew williams thank you for listening liking commenting and subscribing i appreciate y'all especially the reviews on apple podcasts it really means a lot yeah thank you guys like i always say i love seeing the familiar names the continued comments all the time thank you guys for rooting us on always how are you drew doing all right how are you yeah i'm doing all right uh let's just jump into this i think i want to talk about the jeffrey epstein story if you have seen the documentary on Netflix, uh, Filthy Rich, let us know in the comments. I'd like to know if you watched it and your thoughts on it. It's an interesting story full of power, wealth, sex, abuse, celebrities, and corruption. But even though we know most of the details of Epstein's fall from Grace, you know, just adding up everything that he's done in, in 2019 prison suicide under mysterious circumstances, right? We know a little bit about the man himself. But the Filthy Rich documentary, I think it helps us know more. I think it really gave us more insight on him as a person. What do you think, Drew? I was really, really impressed. I didn't know how they were going to go about it, but it uh, it did. It laid out a lot of information that I'd never heard before. The seeing some of the vi- more of the victims and hearing their stories, like it was exactly. way better than like Out of the Shadow or something like that, because it actually listed people in like pictures and they're just. It was yeah. really well done. I hate like sound like I was excited, but it was a very well done documentary on the whole subject. Yeah, I'm glad that a lot of the survivors and victims that they got a voice throughout this, and quite a large voice. We we heard a lot from them, more than I thought that we would, and I was very satisfied with that because they are who matter throughout this. Yeah, there were um, actually like 17 accusers survivors yeah. is what you should really call them they got i counted eight of them in the movie i don't know how many you counted it if you did at all but i that i mean it just goes it's crazy that there's that much information out there you had alex acosta covering stuff up and it's just there's there's no justice for these women at all and who knows like they say at the end how many there's probably hundreds of survivors because how long he was probably doing this for two three decades yeah he relied on a sexual pyramid scheme to source girls as young as 14 and the series like it relies on accounts from many survivors of of epstein's abuse including those who were hired to give him massages at his palm beach mansion which i thought um i'm pretty sure it was episode two the blonde girl who got picked up by Virginia mm-hmm. Roberts? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So she's like the, she one got... of the main ones they, they interviewed the most. Mm-hmm. She was the first one that came out. Right. And she had mentioned how, like, what was she supposed to do? Just run away? Like, when they started asking her to undress and stuff? Like, you know, a lot of people can easily, over the internet or something, say something like that. But be, put yourself in her situation. And she was very detailed. I, You know, you probably wouldn't run away either. Well, I you know, like, they, you're, you feel stuck, you know? Well, they explained, too, like, he he's a, he was a true predator. He he preyed on right. very vulnerable people, the most vulnerable out of pe- teenagers who already are vulnerable. 
because it was his charges. I think wasn't it as low as thirteen years old or something like that. Right, and if you're on an island somewhere, where are you going to run to? Who's going to help you? You're more likely to be killed than to run away. So I, you know, don't I don't want to see comments like that from people. You know, you can't just tell someone that they should have ran away. Yeah, people, we might see them, but I think most people are on the fuck Jeffrey Epstein boat. And Oh, 100%. One of his victims, Haley Robson, describes being recruited by another girl when she was 16 to give Epstein a massage. Uh, that was for $200. After she rebuffed his advance- advances, she says he offered her money to recruit n- new girls to come to his home. And they all told... She says she recruited about 24 young girls. And they all essentially did that like between like three and up to 20 plus. And it, like they said, it was like a spider web of networks. And like they, it could be hundreds of girls. Yeah, they played a audio from police interrogating Robson about her role in, you know, getting new victims for Epstein. They, and it, it said, uh, they treated me like I was his right-hand man, but what about the girl who recruited me? What happened to her? What about the girl who recruited the girl who recruited me? She says, I feel like I've been putting the blame on myself for so long, but I shouldn't feel guilty about it because I was 16 and he's the adult. Yeah, I remember that comment. That was a good one. The, the thing that still uh, I wanted to ask you about this, and I'm glad they focused on her, and I'm going to butcher her name. The Jisling Maxwell, basically. yeah. I'm just that about to talk about that her. is, uh, I don't understand how nothing has been brought against that lady. I mean, she's in the background of pictures with these guys. I mean, it's so obvious she knew. And right, and they they used intimidation tactics to silence accusers for a very long time. And amongst the first women to come out against Epstein were sis- the sisters Mariah or Maria and Annie Farmer. Mm-hmm. who alleged that they were both abused by Epstein and Maxwell in 1996. And in Filthy Rich, the women say that they took their allegations to NYPD and the FBI, only for them to get nowhere. But they also claim that they came forward to Vanity Fair journalist Vicky Ford with their allegations in 2003. But it was only to be cut from the story at the last minute. Um, wonder why. The other... Uh... The thing is just crazy about this whole conspiracy is the British royalty having Prince Andrew wrapped up directly into it. And it's after hearing uh, Virginia Roberts talk about all of it, it really makes that BBC interview just seem so much more like he's lying in it. Uh, One of Epstein's accusers, it was uh, Virginia Roberts. Long maintained that she was sexually abused by Epstein and Prince Andrew in London in 2001. She recounts the incident in Filthy Rich, stating that Epstein's associate and alleged produ- er, procurer, is that the word? Yeah. Uh, procurer? <laughs> uh, that, uh, you know, Miss Maxwell told her, you're going to have to do for Prince Andrew what you do for Jeffrey prior to the abuse. It also features an interview with former Epstein employee Steve Scully, who in part corroborates Virginia Roberts' account. It was probably around 2004 that I saw Prince Andrew, Scully says. He was at the pool. He was with, at the time, an unknown girl 
to me. She was young. She didn't have any top on. They were engaged in foreplay. He was grabbing her and grinding against her. Scully says he later identified the young woman as Virginia Roberts. After seeing a photo of her, Buckingham Palace and Prince Andrew have long denied the allegations. Yeah, that, I forgot that guy's name. That was like the groundskeeper type guy, right? Um, mm, pretty sure. I feel like some of these guys in this movie, the other guy I wanted to bring up was uh, uh, Stephen Hoffenberg. He was the guy that first came out about like the Ponzi scheme stuff and all that. The, mm, uh, yeah. And then that groundskeeper. How many of these guys are just covering their own tracks? <laughs> right. Because they brought up Bill Clinton. And uh, I, I've gone and, through know, the uh, the WikiLeaks things, and his name is brought up 26 times in that roster, if that thing's mm. real. It was mentioned, I saw Bill Clinton sitting with Jeffrey on the living room porch area, which was Jeffrey's favorite spot, Scully said. I saw no other guests there at the time at all. I just thought, hey, wow, Jeffrey's sitting with Bill Clinton. Um, she also says she saw Clinton there with or no, there, though, she never saw him do anything improper. In a statement, a, a spokesperson for Clinton had said. But it was a lie the first time it was told, and it isn't true today, no matter how many times it's repeated. Also in the footage from 2016, Epstein is very cocky about the allegations against him. Did you notice that? Oh, he, I mean, that, was, that came from multiple survivors, how he just felt like... He was untouchable. I mean, he was just very, very cocky. I mean, the, up until up until they describe his penis, that was the only time I ever saw him like really lose it. That's what yeah. He did. <laughs> <laughs> One of the most like chilling moments of Filthy Rich is seeing a cool-headed Epstein rebuff countless questions from law enforcement officials during a 2016 deposition, but asserting his constitutional rights when asked direct questions about his sexual abuse of young girls. He says, I like to answer that question. He chirps in his Brooklyn inflected accent. But today, I'm going to have to assert my Sixth Amendment rights, my Fifth Amendment rights, etc. It was just interesting how he just he just kept saying that. You're not going to say no, yes. You're just going to keep saying that. You sound guilty. He's just the kind of guy who would never admit it. And it, well, it was, he was already He was already guilty, though, because he was to that bullshit 18 months that he got where he was allowed out 12 hours a day, six, six days a week. He was charged with one count of one of two of procuring prostitution of a girl below at the age of 18. So he was already yeah. <clears throat> he was already a convicted sex offender. That's what I'm saying. He's just not answering questions, which is disgusting to see that he just you're already guilty. Like, why not just answer the questions? Just give per- people answers. He's just a tr- he was a true sociopath. Right. Um, there's a bunch of Epstein conspiracy theorists. They have tons, tons of people have uh, ideas on what happened. And there's I think every- that they're probably not too far off. <laughs> the only ones I don't believe is the body double one. I think he's dead. A lot of people think that it was like a homeless man in the, the one snapshot of the uh, corner pulling the body out of the, I, I believe, out of the his jail cell. There's like pictures of them like comparing ears and stuff like that, but I have no clue how long he was. Well, you, you could look it up. He was dead for hours, and I have no clue what that does to your body and your ears. I haven't seen that many dead bodies in my life, so I would hope most people on here listening have, haven't had to see a dead body either so making judgment calls on that's weird but something weird did happen the cameras were off the guards were asleep 
uh, you have the that other act, uh, coroner that's an expert who says that uh, the fractures in the jaws would be nearly impossible, which I'd like to see what that really means. But And the saddest thing is the victims and survivors, they may never see complete justice. They'll probably never... I, unless people start really demanding something happen and find out who the whole web was, I mean, of, of people that were using it, how they were using it, but probably not, unfortunately. It's really, really sad because I'm sure that would help with some type of healing process for a lot of them, but... Yeah, it was like he didn't think he did anything wrong. It was a F.U. to the victims. Oh, he did all, all the way up to his last... Because I, I didn't know that he did that, which makes me think that maybe he did kill himself, but how he transferred all his wealth to the, that one account in the U.S. Virgin Islands and just so yeah. that none of those people can ever get paid, at least right now. I don't know how that works, but... Yeah. But you were saying... Uh, we were talking about like the protests that are going on and you had mentioned something that was like, you made a comment that's relatable to, you know, predators and stuff like that. So it just had me thinking people fighting, you know, all the people that are fighting right now for what had happened with George, which RIP George, I saw the video countless times. They snuck that man's life out. It was, it's one of the worst videos I've watched in a while. It's terrible. it's uh, crazy and you know i can't speak on a lot but i can speak on just the whole situation and as its own and i just i know what it's like for people to struggle and so i just want to give my respects to the people in the community and his family his family and his friends and the people that truly care for him and know him and i just hope for the best and i i'm sorry that that had to happen and that you had to watch it on a video yeah it's forever i mean essentially recorded and it'll be i mean after everything that's happened it's definitely going to go down in history i mean there's no doubt about it i mean it's definitely one of the worst videos of police brutality that i've seen in a while because you watch him snuff his life out what is it less than eight minutes or something like that Mm-hmm. He was definitely uh, made it clear that he was struggling, and all he asked was like, "Please, please, like I can't breathe." I just you know? hope that his death brings some type of real change to bring reform to the whole process, because these officers do not seem. And I'm not saying all. I know that people are going to say there's good cops, and I'm sure there are, but. Sure does seem lately there's a lot of bad ones and a lot of them don't get reprimanded because if I put my knee on the back of somebody's neck right now, I'm going to jail. Like, I'm not going to lose my job or I'm going straight to jail. Well, for every good cop, there's a handful of corrupt cops, I feel like. And I also saw a a video of one officer who spoke up about this and he said George was murdered. There's been a few. And... Yeah, this one particularly is in mind. And he said, George was murdered, and we're not taught to put our knee on the back of someone's head. No? So that resonated, because it's... Why was why did he have to do that? He could have done so many other things. And then the cops around him that were just standing there, 
not being like, hey, or, you know, helping out with the situation. I don't know. Just yeah, I watched the, so there's many a, things there's wrong a YouTuber with who's a cop named Donut Operator, who's actually a pretty cool. I'll we'll link him in the description. His breakdown is actually him and another cop that are probably the two best ones I've seen that talk about it, at least mm -hmm. defending good cops positions. I I just it's so broken right now. It's going to be really hard for those guys because I I think about there there are I, I know a couple we've interviewed a good cop, but it seems like all the good cops get pushed out of their jobs. Right. Well, you see how it's affecting not only the area that it happened in, but it's affecting Los Angeles and New York and many other places. They're protesting and they're doing their own it's protests. Systematic you for know, sure. oppression for decades that are finally boiling over because we have social media and we can we can record these things and get people to respond instantly. It's unfortunate. Add... No, I'm sorry. sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I said it's unfortunate say... that so many uh, store employees are uh, are are going to lose their jobs because of some of the buildings that were destroyed and stuff like that. I mean, that stuff's terrible. But you see the target that they flooded. Uh, it it looks like GTA. It's insane. It, it's but... yeah. We were just talking before we started recording about the clip of the young man in Target and the two people that were banging on the self-checkout stands yeah. for the money that was insane that looked like something out of a video game too yeah it was but regardless george floyd did not deserve to die in that way no and i think it's time for a, a lot more of police officers officers and retired police officers to probably come forward and ask for some changes because... We've got a lot of angry people who want to see justice from not only what's happened up until this point, but especially with what happened with George. And that I don't think people are just going to stop. This isn't going to blow at over. All. No. Uh, especially at, at a, what, three months quarantine? Add three months quarantine to this. You have some angry people who want to let some frustrations go so i hope that the people come together that are supposed to what is it help protect us especially in that area and like do something about it because like, uh, from what i see they're just protecting the man who did its home right now they've got like a bunch of cops outside of his house and like, a roadblock it looks like the majority of the police force is over there protecting the entrance to yeah. that neighborhood which is crazy because you think minneapolis is a metro area that's a so you got the large majority of the city with nothing i mean not that they're anything to rely on they're killing people in the streets and getting away with it so yeah need to end police brutality absolutely for sure so i think we want to end it on that note prayers to the family and to the families and to the people in the community and people that are affected by this and i hope that there's some sort of positive outcome that comes from all of the things that are going on hopefully people are not on the streets right now getting hurt for nothing you know agreed. is what i mean agreed. so much love you guys i appreciate you guys thank you for listening liking commenting and subscribing and leaving those reviews on apple podcasts until next time banana cats banana cats much love justice for george <laughs>